the left has us all wrong. We don't want to simply turn the clock back to a time when the status quo of elitist deep state bureaucrats dominated us. We want to restore the republic our founders intended, an America that is of, by, and for the people. An America that abides by its constitution without fail. Coming to you from the land of common sense and American pride. The Patriot Review with Jeff Wagner starts now. Hello, Patriots. Welcome to the Patriot Review. We have a lot in store for you today. I have Nelsa Alvarez from the Faith and Freedom Coalition, and um, she is going to talk specifically about the Latino vote and the importance of it, how the problems at the border affect it, impact it, the, what the Democrat strategy is, and what really needs to be done to bring a lot more foundationally conservative Latinos, which would make up the majority, uh, to our side. And so we'll talk all, about all of that. But first, I have just a few headlines for you. Number one, Trump is going to decide, he says, the fate of Rona McDaniel uh, after after the next primary. So he is well aware of the situation that exists with Rona. And, you know, he, basically, I'll read just a little bit of this for you. So he, President Trump indicated on Monday that he will determine the future of Republican National Committee Chairwoman Rona McDaniel after the GOP primary in South Carolina. And he wrote on Truth Social, things are looking great in the presidential race of 2024 against crooked Joe Biden. We have leads in many cases substantial in virtually every head-to-head -head poll. The primary seems to be over. I agree. But I'll be going to South Carolina next week to finish a very unpopular candidate. <laughs> and we all know who that is, Birdbrain. On Thursday, I'm heading to Nevada for the Nevada caucus. And uh, there are 26 delegates. Hopefully we'll get most of them, he says. So basically it comes down to what I would view and you probably view as the incompetence of Rona McDaniel and the failure to embrace the Make America Great Again, the mega movement. And I, you know, I don't understand what is wrong with making America great again. What's wrong with that slogan? Again, we get the we get dumped on as if we're racist and biggest bigots and everything else, but it's actually the opposite side of the aisle that's full of that, and it's very evident by censorship, by political prisoners, by I mean they're fascists, straight, pure and simple fascists, and um, be happy to have that argument with anybody. So he's going to decide Rona's fate. I say time for someone who embraces MAGA. Time for someone who's serious about getting rid of the deep state. I think she's a deep state player, and I think she needs to go. That's my two cents. Uh, also breaking news, airborne vaccine developed to vaccinate people without consent. I'm not so sure it's, um, it's uh, breaking news. This is something that we've talked about, you know, since, the, since COVID began. Uh, so, and of course, we were called crazy, those of us that said that this is what's under development, right? So as the research has consistently flowed in on the vaccines hurriedly pushed on the public during the pandemic, killing millions, I might add, 
It has become clear that vaccines do not stop the spread of the virus. Then why the hell take them, right? Why They come out and they say, oh, yeah, well, you know, this uh, this is going to do it. And then they say, oh, no, well, maybe not. Um, well, maybe it just helps a little bit. Um, maybe it doesn't help at all. Uh, maybe people are dying suddenly who got vaxxed. You know, the narrative is just absolutely obscene and asinine. Nobody in their right mind would want to take it. So what do they do? Well, they decide they're going to develop this technology and they're going to force it into us. And that's what this is all about. This is about taking your choice away. And this this should prove my first point. Isn't it just a bunch of fascists that would tell you what you have to put inside your body? Right. I mean, who do they think they are? They are. If this kind of stuff happens, I stand my prediction that by my prediction that there will be a revolution. And um, the first the first powder keg is the election. If they cheat again, um, that's one possible powder powder keg to set it off. If they do this, that's another one. If they take people's guns away, that's another one. There there are a lot of stuff that's there's a lot of stuff that's right on their agenda that is going to just make people so fed up that I think this is going to start. And as I've said a hundred million times, I don't want violence. I don't like violence, but I think they're pushing for it. I think they want it. I think they want an excuse to round us up like the Democrat president, FDR, who was one of the worst presidents who prolonged the depression. I can argue that point as well with anybody. And, um, so he interred Japanese Americans. Well, they're looking to do the same to us. And Hillary Clinton has come right out and said it. So it's amazing how how we're labeled and, you know, they are doing exactly what they accuse others of. Uh, I, I challenge anybody to give me an example where any conservative has ever said, you know, you have to take this, you have to, oh, by the way, it might kill you. By the way, it might kill your son because myocarditis goes through the roof and people, including young men, are dropping dead. Uh, and your daughter might not be able to have babies, um, but we're going to force you to take this. This really is a hill worth dying on. It really is. And um, I'm just not shocked, but angered over the fact that the left-wing media covers for this these monsters, and that's exactly what they are. Number of illegals entering the U.S. under Biden exceeds border states' entire population. <laughs> uh, yeah, the number of people entering the United States illegally, the nation's southern border, since President Joe Biden took office, now exceeds the population of Arizona. Uh, the Grand Canyon state is the 14th most populous in the country, with just over 7.4 million people. Maricopa County, which includes the Phoenix metropolitan area, is the fourth largest in the country, uh, being home to 4.4 million people. So, uh, so here's the thing about this. If, and this is part of this article, this isn't, this isn't my, these aren't my words, I'm taking from this article. So if President Trump wins, and he's our president, and he said, okay, I'm going to deputize people to find illegals, would you do that? I would. I would do that. Um, why? Well, because I, I I want people to come into the country legally. I want to get rid of the prison of the convicts and the and the uh, 
terrorists and, and people who are a threat to us would love to have all of the people seeking the American dream who really believe in Americans, America's foundational values, who have something to offer the country and who aren't just going to be a burden on the American people, whether it's financially, whether it's uh, the increase in crime. What, and I don't know, what is the problem with the lefties not getting that? They're so blind, the lefties, the, the useful idiots are so blind that they can't see the destruction being being done to our country and to all of Western civilization. And the globalists, of course, they love it because that's exactly what they're seeking, the destruction of Western civilization, the most powerful threat against them. And this is all part of a planned and orchestrated uh, uh, attempt to create a one-world government, and that, folks, is treason. That is treason. Joe Biden allowing this on the border is yet another act of treason. And um, I don't know. We might want to invest in some hemp companies because uh, there should be a lot of people brought up on treason charges. And those are the three stories that I have for you today. I have uh, Nilsa coming uh, on right after this break. <laughs> So welcome to the Patriot Review, Ms. Nelsa Alvarez, a Puerto Rican mother of two teenagers who's been featured on Gorka's Reality Check and news articles with op-eds on the faith in the Hispanic vote and a is a political strategist and his Hispanic division director for the Faith and Freedom Coalition, which most of my viewers, if not all of you, have heard of and support. So after previously serving as faith director for the Florida GOP from 2015 to 2018, her division's coalition of organizations, pastors, and activists have led some of the largest efforts in Hispanic voter education and voter registration across the U.S. in recent elections. And that is something that, you know, I have to, that's extremely admirable. We have a lot of, of folks that come into the country that um, aren't really sure what the laws are and how to participate. And of course, our goal is to have people do that legally. Mm -hmm. But as we're seeing, there's all kinds of issues on the border right now, and it's it's one of our biggest problems, if not our biggest problem, maybe next to the election issues. Mm -hmm. But uh, Nilsa, thank you so much for taking the time to be with me here today and to talk to me and, and my viewers. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to be on your show. 
And yeah, we, we the Hispanic community, uh, we're not a monolithic a voting block. We're diverse. We have different perspectives. We have folks from every Latin American country uh, pitching in from experiences they had in politics back home, uh, what kind of governments affected them. And then once migrated to the United States and established, you realize that there's a value system that Hispanics in a vast majority share. And it's that and well quoted by President Ronald Reagan when he said Hispanics are Republicans. They just don't know it yet. And it, <laughs> and the yes, truth is, we're very conservative. We're pro-God, pro-faith, pro-family, pro-life in such in such vast numbers. But when it translates into the American political system, that's when things are a little gray because there's a lot of voter education needed so that Hispanics coming into the U.S., uh, becoming citizens. And let me tell you, a good whopping majority want to do things the right way, the legal way. Um, and and let me just tell you, it's a uh, it's a journey. It's a journey. They didn't realize which party was the conservative party until someone from our team talked about the value system of each political party. Um, and those well, are the know, kind of that, yeah conversations. I, I think the Democrats have had the easier time of it throughout history because they come at it as you know well they're the party of big government they're they they have a lot of they have kind of an easier position or had an easier position to take and now their actions are really showing what the what their true intentions are right and so in the past it was just about them disparaging Republicans and disparaging uh, you know the American capitalism in particular and in, in and that sort of thing, but um, they're they're definitely having a difficult time. Even before we started, we were talking about you know this was the country of free speech, and here we have the censorship, and this was the party of innocent, you know, before proven guilty, and now we have all these situations we're seeing. Even President Trump, you know, is guilty before innocent. And then you flip it around, and you have Biden, who you know is is obviously guilty and admittedly guilty, and the evidence is there in black and white, and nothing happens, and. The latest thing I read today is that his son Hunter is blaming the Trumpsters and the MAGA people for his carrying a weapon and uh, trying to get out of his weapons charge, which is absolutely ludicrous. But um, so I have I have always had this question because uh, since what two years ago I think it was first brought up that uh, of the uh, Latino Hispanic and Hispanic community, it's like the Cubans are now kind of the ones that the Democrats pick on because they're the Democrats think that they're the they're the real ones with this strongly mm -hmm. you know uh, Catholic background or whatever is that is that reality or is there is there really a, a difference between uh, between people that are coming from South America versus Puerto Rico and and Cuba and from a faith standpoint well from a faith and a political perspective standpoint, each carry very different views on certain things. It just depends on the issue, uh, different solutions. Uh, for example, the you you were saying how the left picks on the Cuban uh, community for being so conservative, correct? Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I've actually heard that a lot. The crazy thing is that the left the and the talking points coming out of the Democratic Party and their operatives in the media is to pick on uh, each group 
of 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 right right wing voters, according to them. So they they've done that with the community, Cuban community. Um, they've also done that with the Catholic community. They've also done that. And, and then we see I think the dangers also that we're seeing is the way it's the, our Department of Justice is being weaponized to even target conservative parents as domestic right. terrorists for voicing concerns at their school board. Uh, and they're targeting Catholics. And then uh, just recently in the news, they reported that there were certain transactions that they were moder- monitoring. Right. They were trying yeah. to use financial institutions to report back who was using words like Trump and MAGA in their transactions. So mm. this is a very big concern. Um, and this nobody is, at buying religious products, a.k.a. Christian products. Yeah. Yes. So you they're they're starting to see that anyone that sides with a with a strong and bold pro-faith, pro-conservative angle, pro-parental rights, the more they see that kind of movement grow, they're seeing that as a threat. And it's sad to see a president, uh, in quote, unquote, because we all have our perspectives of how he got there, but um, that will continually to marginalize uh, more than half of the American public uh, by by talking down to MAGA and Republican uh, voters. So it's, can I, you got a lot packed in there. So pardon me if I, if I interrupt you a little bit, but okay. Um, so, you know, you got, you, you got uh, number one, if anybody doubts this, let me just put a few things on the table. So you have the FBI, as you said, the DOJ weaponizing against Christians, Sharona Bishop, who I've had on the show and who I know. And She's, of course, America's mom. She was the one who they busted her door in and they put her in handcuffs and they dragged her teenage daughter up the steps by her hoodie and uh, all kinds of stuff. So you got that going on, but you also have the father whose daughter was raped in the bathroom because um, they allowed the, you know, any sex go into the bathroom, right? And um, mm. uh, he is taken away in handcuffs as he's completely disrespected by the school board and you know, that that one just blew my mind. And then we have the FBI being bold enough to absolutely do nothing about the terrorists coming across the border because there are mm-hmm. 160 countries coming across the border. And then they have the gonads to sit in Christian churches. Um, and last time I checked, I've never seen anyone run around saying, uh, you know, praise Jesus as they blow up their, their, their vest bombs, right? So, <laughs> you know, it's just ludicrous. And nothing they do makes any sense until you understand that they want to destroy this country and as a matter of fact western civilization mm-hmm. and and they are really bent on having this global one world government yes so, so my question is you know my question really was directed at and you answered it very well about where people come from so it's kind of like um the people that are coming into the country, no matter where they're from, whether they're Latinos or whether they're Africans or whether they're wherever, they're coming in based, as you said, a great point, based on their their own personal experience, right? So they they bring their they bring their um, their belief systems that have been established in other countries in other ways with yes. them, and that almost has to be undone before we could really count on swaying them, right? So there's two different ways to migrate to the U.S., correct? There's the legal right. way and there's the illegal way. <laughs> and, right. Right. Um, 
here's okay. So, so, so let's trying to put into perspective why they're coming, what backgrounds are with are coming with them, what belief systems they're bringing. It it also depends on how they're coming and for what purpose. So the majority of those who've done it legally want this to be legally. And there's even those who have done it the wrong way that end up coming back into the system and doing things the right way and want everyone else to do it the right way. So we know there's different situations regarding someone's immigration status. Not everyone's undocumented for the same reasons. I had a group of friends that they were submitting their paperwork for legal citizenship and the lawyer took all their money and disappeared and they became illegal immigrants because uh, a Hispanic lawyer took advantage of the system, took advantage of these of these um wonderful immigrant people that came with great intentions to just re establish themselves and work hard and, and and live out the American dream. So I want I want our audience to know that that an illegal immigrant isn't always illegal for the same reason as everyone else. It's not because they did anything the wrong way. It's not always that way. But sadly, the border crisis and because there's an agenda that the left has propelled to bring in all these um, migrants the illegal manner. Um, be, for what reason? I think that's something that we're all still trying to pinpoint and discover. We know that human trafficking is a growing uh, black market industry in the billions of dollars. Uh, modern slavery. Modern yeah. slavery is greater now today than it was when it was legal. So right. why this is happening, why the government is allowing it, we're still in that spe speculation stage and, you know, reviewing as many testimonies as we can of those who have been who are at in who are at the border serving at the border, whether it be as a border uh, patrol agent or as a as a guardsman from the different states sending their guards Um it's we're we're still discovering what's going on. But one of the things that that I want um, our audience to understand about the Hispanic perspective on politics is, for example, a great example is the Cuban community that you mentioned early on. So here's the thing about the Cuban community. They are they have been around long enough to remember the rhetoric that Castro ran on to then implement his regime and take over the island they remember that it was social justice talking points if you were to hear fidel castro's campaign today it's no different from the talking points of the dnc it's something truly alarming and disturbing and that is why when venezuela was going into their elections when chavez was was campaigning Cubans were warning Venezuelans, we know this message, we've heard it before, hello, do not allow this man to get into power. A lot of Cubans that were friends and visiting that would, because there's a lot of families and friends between Cuba and Venezuela, they would come and they would, they would say, hey, in this upcoming election, protect your country from this person, we know this message. And then the same thing um, is what they've been communicating here in elections in the US, they've been saying, hello, Free education, yeah, exactly. free health care, free this, free that. The social justice concern for equity 
<laughs> this yeah. we know this. This language is not new to us. It is the socialism that introduces communism into your nation. So do not fall for it. So Cubans and now Venezuelans and Nicaraguans, because of political instability, have have been voices to counter the socialism that's being propagated by the left here in American politics. So uh, you, there's others that are also seeing this. For example, Puerto Ricans. My family's all from the island of Puerto Rico. The problem in Puerto Rico is local government has been corrupt for many decades, regardless of who's been governor, whether it was a Democrat or Republican, according to our system. But the people on the island complain that all parties are compromised. And that's why they continue Mm -hmm. in the debt that they are in. And and as as a as a nation territory, they haven't really seen the progress they want to see. I just came back from Puerto Rico and. There's still so much work to be done after Maria, after these hurricanes. There's are areas of the island that are still de- there's been no renovations in certain areas. And it's like, OK, where did all those millions of daughter, dollars of oh, recovery yeah, go? Where did it go? There we <laughs> right. go. Good. There it we go. The same thing about the money to the Ukraine. Right. And um, we're still we still have questions about Hawaii. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. I'm exactly. Well, you. there's all kinds of stuff. Hawaii. I didn't really get into I had one guest talk about Hawaii in the in the in this in just the odd circumstance that Chinese satellites with laser capability were was going off was going over each of the target fires that started and there were more there were several there were three or four um, and they happened to be going over those areas at exactly the same time that the fire started in that area which is pretty interesting but um, so. Puerto Rico, you know, it's interesting, too, that when you were talking, it made me think of, you know, how they've tried and tried and tried to make Puerto Rico a state. And now they've changed that and they're going to to D.C. because it's almost like they've given up on that because they know, you know, they can't get that. So they're going to try this making D.C. a state and that way they get more people in the Senate. And, of course, they're going to be all in the House and they're going to be all Democrats. Well, that's a big power thing and yeah and well it's also about representation um the left knows well that if if they were interested in adding a state it's because they would have a majority right they would bring in representatives because of the voting uh the way that that territory uh votes so regarding puerto rico to be specific now it now the now people are voting more conservative. Mm-hmm. That's why so DC. <laughs> yeah, that they're voting more conservative. For example, yeah. you remember the mayor that was trying to make fun of Trump, like tried to make him look bad. Uh, she was the one that wore the shirt that says "We're dying." Um, <laughs> yeah, she ended up getting replaced by a conservative. But guess what? Media doesn't talk about that. Because of not. that yeah. doesn't that that doesn't uh, help their narrative. She ended up becoming an interim governor during a transition, but that nobody nobody wanted her. Like the majority of voters on the island were just um, they were sick of the corruption, the the hoarding of all the all the resources sent for recovery from the hurricanes, which she was a part of, and. <laughs> so yeah. crazy enough, right? It, people want integrity, they want transparency, and they want everything to be managed um, for the good of the people, um, not to line up poli- uh, po- a politicians' pockets. And that is um, 
And that's why there was a transparency campaign around uh, going around Puerto Rico before the hurricanes, because they were at the point of shutting down thousands of public schools because of the amount of debt the island was in and how uh, they were. It was just a fiscal chaos. And now everybody was demanding transparency. It was it was kind of a unison uh, cry out. And then the hurricanes came and then that took more the attention. So it just goes to show that each country, each uh, territory is a different world. And regarding statehood, I mean, I know wonderful people that are on both sides of the conversation, some that are a lot that are pushing for the statehood and a lot that are pushing to become an independent nation and others that are just like, hey, we just like where we're at, keep it where we're at. But that that group is actually shrinking. They're starting to take sides. But and here's one of the things that my uncle, who's a, a renowned historian on the island, he said, here's the the scary part on both sides that both the statehood um, people, pro-statehood, and the pro-independent nation uh, group of, of people, neither have really presented a plan that protects Puerto Rico's uh, people from being taken over by, you know, it depends what direction. What if, okay, if we become a state, your president is Biden. Is that what you want? <laughs> right. But like yeah, to a right. to a more direct uh, effect. And uh, the this the official language would be English, um, which you know you can start uh, you know you can start losing your your identity right, with right. W- in the future in the near future you could lose your identity of the beautiful Puerto Rico you were. You would no longer be able to compete. Um, in all these global sports, you wouldn't be able to compete as Puerto Rico. You'd have to compete representing America. So you'd have to compete mm-hmm. versus America first, the other states, and then represent America. Is that what Puerto Ricans want? It depends. There's just so many pros and cons to both well, sides. Right. Yeah. And then the, yeah. the problem with the independent side is that, again, there's also not a plan in place. There's not there's there's not any founding documents that protects that ensures that there uh, there's going to be some sort of dual citizenship with America or are they going to become a new migrant group that would have to go through the immigration process of America? And then uh, aside from the hurdles that can come from that, would that be a, a road uh, or should I say, would that be a bridge to potentially ushering in a, a dictator by mistake? You know, yeah, right. uh, you, you don't want to lose Puerto Rico to a dictator or to a Castro or to a Chavez or Maduro. Um, so that's why these decisions are so, so important. And so my uncle has been talking about, well, there's a third option. What about an associated republic, which also exists? So I told him, you know what? Get me the research on all the options, because I am sure that if we get um the current president replaced in this upcoming election, maybe the conversation can go in a direction that really benefits the uh, my people back on the island, my family and friends, and um, where 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 their liberties come first. And that's what that's what we need to protect God over government. You know, and that's what makes this this particular challenge, I think, the biggest, the greatest challenge and the greatest risk in the history of our planet. And that is that it shifted from, you know, nation states against nation states. It is now, it is now globalist from many countries. And 
a lot more power and a lot more money and they're really doing things in a in a in a soft takeover type of approach for most of the globe right i mean they got people like soros behind pulling strings and they got schwab and the the um and BlackRock. World Economic Forum. <laughs> and yeah, and they got all the economics, the big three companies that own everything. And it's just a much different threat. You know, it's not your typical, your traditional threat. And there was one other guy that, you know, you talked about socialism and communism, but there was one other guy that was with the National Socialist Party of Germany that ran a platform of Medicare, a Medicare type program for seniors that produced a car, a car for the people, which was called the Volkswagen which, you know, he was talking about all kinds of benefits for Germans, right? And, uh, of course, we know who he is. And we're, we're actually seeing some of those same tactics today when we see, you know, not only the platform, but we're seeing the violent arm of it, like the brown shirts and like the other thugs who, you know, are starting to, starting to um, uh, really enforce things that aren't even legal and aren't even constitutional. And... Um, you know, people have to remember that, like when they talk about the elections and let's turn to the elections next, you know, but before we do, we, people have to remember that it was the sheriff's departments and the, and the police who were enforcing the COVID lockdowns, right? So hmm. even that is kind of uncertain when it comes to what's going to happen in the near future here. So, um, so let's talk about the elections and, and what, uh, what you are working on, you know, behind the scenes and, and uh, your faith and freedom coalition. Let's start with that. And just for those viewers that may not be familiar with it, what is what is the mission and what are you really hoping to achieve with the Faith and Freedom Coalition? Well, one of, one of the things we do um, is what I shared early on uh, in this interview about how, you know, we have so many in our Hispanic community that have had so many different experiences with government back home and they have different perspectives. Um, even the colors of our political parties are inverted for them, for them. The conservative is the blue and the uh, uh, liberal is the red or the socialist uh, party. So it's there's Makes so sense. many. It's, it's just when you start diving into the uh, political landscape of each Hispanic or Latin American country, you realize that the way they view American politics um, will depend a lot on a few things. Uh, first off, when you move to a country where you don't know the language yet, the first thing you do is turn turn to media that's in your language so you can start understanding and adjusting to the world around you the problem with uh the mainstream hispanic media in the u.s is like you mentioned like so many things other things like big corporations and businesses they're owned by the left so you'll have in different instances on telemundo univision teleteca where they'll bring on um, a democrat versus a republican and the republican is really a fake you know, Republican uh -huh. that ends up uh -huh. siding with the Democrat on all the issues, basically uh, to push the um, the leftist agenda in America. So they and then their interaction with uh, Democrats back in the different states is that they're being told that's the party that voices their values. And because the Republican Party has just such done you know, has done certain efforts that in certain areas have been helpful. In many areas, there's just a vacancy. There's an absence. So where there's an absence, the leftist media is speaking into those groups of Hispanic voters. And that's why Hispanic voters that are Spanish speaking Hispanics, 
you see a 40 point um, setback with Repu with the Republican Party. So Democrats have an advantage by 40 points with Spanish speaking Hispanics versus those that are bilingual. Well, uh, among bilingual Hispanics, you're seeing an increase of people citing to the right or because they're listening to conservative outlets in English. They understand what's going on. They're understanding the culture war. They're understanding the conservative angle on the issue. So they're starting to side with Republicans. So as a nonpartisan organization with Faith and Freedom, what we do is we educate our Hispanic Alliance of Ministries, organizations. We give them resources, educated resources to let the people that are coming in um, to their churches, to their uh, communities, let them know, hey, educate them on the difference between the parties. Educate them on and we just help them have that conversation with their friends and family members and those that are, are new citizens or about to become citizens. They're having these conversations of, hey, this is what what politics looks like in America. This is the conservative party. This is the liberal party. And there's actually more than two parties. But these are the predominant ones. Right. Because they don't they don't know all that. Media doesn't say all that. Um, media is always going to push, well, whoever's lining up their pockets to push. Um, that's yeah, the message right. they focus on. They focus on their sponsors. They don't really focus on educating the community because the truth is Hispanics are so conservative on so many issues in their personal and, and home life that when they see the difference, they automatically start leaning towards the right. And also because they, those that have are coming from a mindset that want to protect their family from socialism or from ever falling into a communist regime, like like how it happened to their family back home. They want to be proactive and and engage in the American political system as an informed new voter. So we help them. We help them as much as we can. Um, and we launched a video uh, with all our churches called 21 Seconds for 21 Million Christians. And it's a campaign that um, is inviting uh, all those of our church family in the pews that if they're among the 21 million citizens in America that are not registered to vote, to register to vote with the QR code on screen and we give them a 21 second countdown so they can pull up their phones with the QR code. They can access the elections department website of their state and register with within the next minute. And nowadays, thanks to technology, you can register to vote in a matter of seconds. So we're trying to encourage our Hispanic churches and alliance of organizations to help us reach those 21 million Christian citizens that are still on the sidelines. Among them are millions of youth that are just turning 18 in time for the elections or turned 18 within the last election cycle and now. Um, among them are many of naturalized citizens that have just become citizens after going through the lengthy immigration process. And then we have a lot of those uh, Christians or evangelical voters that are sitting on in the pews and not going to the polls. And we are inviting them to make a difference, to voice their values. And an important data point, I guess, that I know you're going to love is the fact that the nominee, whether that be the nominee of the Democrat or the Republican Party, 
whoever wants to win the White House has to hit these three numbers. 60, 40, 20. 60 percent of the Anglican vote or one would say the Caucasian vote, 40 percent of the Hispanic and Latino vote and 20 percent of the African-American vote. Those are the three numbers to hit. Whoever hits those three numbers, it's game over for the opponent. They have won the White House. Well, and if it's legal, if, <laughs> if, if, if the if, you know, yeah, the, if the uh, if the election process is honest, right? Yes. So, <laughs> yes, exactly. And what is the length of the of the film you talked about? It's uh it's literally a 60 second video and within those 60 seconds there's a 21 countdown. A uh, 21 second countdown for folks to register to vote. And we have that video in English and in Spanish. So for our network of churches um whose predominant language during the services is English they can use that the the 21 second video for their church service and then for the spanish services or hispanic churches they can use that same video in spanish i'd love to share that absolutely yeah. and we have a video per state because it directs them straight to their department of elections office to register to vote and we do have a national code um the only thing with the national code is that it'll take you to the national voter registration site. So there's just a few more steps because you'll have to click mm -hmm. on your state. But nonetheless, uh, we want to make sure that folks are um, getting to where they need to get to register to vote ASAP. And here's something interesting. You mentioned censorship. Remember? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, as soon as we launched the 21 second campaign on our Spanish social meets, uh, feeds of uh Faith and Freedom Espanol, uh, our channel, our Instagram uh, handle got canceled. <laughs> oh, imagine removed. that. <laughs> removed. Right after announcing the 21 seconds for 21 million Christians in Spanish, which is our 21 segundos campaign. And it got shut down. Uh, no, no opportunity to appeal. It just, they took it away. And... Uh, now that America First Policy Institute is is suing Meta for censorship against um, conservative organizations, I'm I'm you know I'm saying well I'm I guess maybe we should join them because they're censoring our Hispanic social feeds and all yeah. we do is repost what our main organization is putting out in English. So they know the power of the Hispanic vote. They understand that that arm uh, holding that lever of that 40% is getting stronger, but it's getting stronger to the right as they're educated leading up to a, to elections. So let me ask you something about the churches. A um, lot of criticism here in the United States for you know our mainstream churches not not doing enough, siding with the left, not being bold, telling people that they can't, they shouldn't discuss politics in church. And of course, you know, some of the funding and some of the, the tax status issues and stuff there, I think they're afraid to, but you know, is that, is that, uh, is that the same with the Latino churches or is, is there more of a will, do you think, to, to speak the truth in that, in those situations, in those churches? Yeah. You know what the funny thing is, uh, People always speculate how much involvement uh, an institution can have or can't have without really seeing what the laws are. And the truth is, there's only two things that a church can't do. 
you know, uh, or a 501c3 uh, can't openly endorse or, or push a candidate um, and dedicate a certain percentage of time to um, to legislation, uh, you know, against or, or, or pro legislation. But the, the truth is, when you see the percentages in those, you know, in in the uh, verbiage of that, uh, it's it's no church, even the most political active church you can ever find. They'll never meet the uh, the percentage of time dedicated to lobbying. Um, it's just it's not there. It, it, it's nobody really does that. But here's the good thing about educating our churches. The truth is our pastors and leaders, they're always going to preach what the word of God says and the word of God, the Bible has authority over every subject known to man. And that includes uh, policy. So when, when we look at the word of God, if your pastor is preaching truth from the word of God, he's going to be able to cover every subject in life. The problem today is that since everything has become so politicized, they think every political issue is something that shouldn't be addressed. When every political issue is a faith issue, is a moral issue, is a life Mm -hmm. issue addressed by the Bible. And if there's something that we've learned is that God has called us to be the head and not the tail. And it says that in scripture and in and he's appointed uh, people, men and women of God in government to either be the king, to either be the leader or the best second in commands to uh, to introduce to the court strategies that are coming from heaven, like interpreting the dreams of the Pharaoh and saying, hey, there are seven years of abundance and seven years of famine and y'all better prepare because it's coming. And God would yeah, use sure. those voices. It was the voice of the body of, of believers. It's the voice of his people speaking in. And that role, that prophetic role needs to be restored. And that can only happen when men and women uh, with an active prayer life, an active relationship with God, stand up and get into the position that God has called them to take and stop leaving it for everyone else to do. Because that's that's the thing. There's a lot of great people that should be running for office and they're not because they believe that someone else can do it better. And that's not true. Or they see how people are victimized because they want to run for office and they are afraid of it. I think that too, Um, that too, you know, but that's part of paying the price, right? Yeah. For the calling. (laughs) There's a double standard too, though. You know, it's like, if you're a conservative and you're going to run for office, well, everything is fair game. Everything you ever did, said, you know, whatever is fair mm-hmm. game. And, and it's automatically going to be twisted into something negative where if you're a liberal, you have the protection of the media and you have. You know, oh, liberal privilege. That, privilege. That's that's yeah, a, exactly. that's a reality. <laughs> yeah. So as far as the churches go, you know, I think um, for the most part, I think that they've all taken that stance that you were talking about where. You know, well, it's kind of even hit the, the family table, right? Well, what used to be the family table, we don't sit around the table anymore, which is a big problem too. But um, the, um, well, you know, we don't talk about politics. We don't talk about religion and we don't talk about abortion. Those are things you can't talk about as a family because those are things that are just too, you know, abrasive and cause arguments and everything else. And it's like, 
Well, shouldn't that be exactly what we're talking about? Because those things cover cover life, right? I mean, those things, you know, so is that different, um, do you think, in Puerto Rico? Or is it is it the same there? How much how much bleed over of our insanity in the, mm-hmm. in the mainland? Yeah, um, <laughs> has affects, bled over. You yeah. know, the, the funny thing is, uh, Puerto R- in Puerto Rico, politics is, is like a sport. 80% of Puerto Ricans vote. They wow. are so enthusiastic about voting. That. Yeah, it's totally the opposite of of life here. It's um it's just part of the fabric of Puerto Rican life. Um they know the the importance of of democracy. They know the importance of having their voice heard and they love it. And it's like it's like football. Like they'll be like, "Okay, guys, <laughs> time to go vote." And the whole family will go together to vote. Like it's that's how it is. It's part of culture. So there's a lot of things that haven't rubbed off too much on them from the mainland, thank God, on in that aspect. And that's right. why there's a lot of Christians running for office and a lot of Christians getting elected. Um, I met some great um, local politicians that are all Christian, um, wonderful backgrounds, godly people, people that the that the people love. And and that's what I love when I hear about how much the people love them. So and so then you know that they're really doing everything right. You know, they're, they right. really are putting people over politics. And that's and, and that's what we want to see. Right. Uh, so right. so in the in Hispanic households, uh, dinner at the table is very important. Uh, I think that's something that a lot of families are striving to keep. Um, even we, uh, my husband and I, he's from El Salvador. And of course, you know, my family's all from Puerto Rico. And we have that mindset that we have time with our children every day, whether it's around the table or doing an activity together. It's just we don't just lead them off to electronics the rest of the day. That's just not it doesn't jive. <laughs> it doesn't mm-hmm. jive with us. And um, we're hoping That's that more parents um, are stepping in and stepping up. I think one of the silver linings coming out of the pandemic was the fact that so many parents, including Hispanic parents, were so exposed to the indoctrination happening uh, through the curriculums at the public school system and so many things that were just unearthed about what their kids were getting into through their electronics. And then the depression uh, behind the isolation and the distancing and I think that woke up so many people. That's why we're seeing also, and with government overreach through the COVID, we've seen so many uh, parents just, you know, even Hispanic moms just leave the apron in the kitchen and run for school board. And I'm so proud of them. And and I have That's friends awesome. of mine that did that. And one of them is a, is a school board member here in, in Rutherford County in Tennessee. And she's Puerto Rican. And um, she heeded the call. So that's awesome. It's it's and that's why we're seeing Hispanics also run for office in record levels versus uh, pre-pandemic. We're seeing more Hispanics uh, run for office and the majority are running as Republicans. I do know of a few, depending on where they live, like New York. That'll run as a Democrat mm-hmm. just to win because Republicans have no chance, but they're standing for all the conservative values. And I was just I just did an interview with uh, Amber May, who has a show, and, and she was she was saying that is a that is a deliberate strategy that we should take. That uh, I haven't shown that interview yet. I'll show that uh, next week. But um, 
that's a great way to do it. I mean, that's what has been done on the other side of the aisle for a long time. That's why when you look at politicians that, you know, have a rating from a, like a conservative organization rating uh, system, they fall like in the forties, you know, even 30% conservative voting and they run as conservatives, but they're not. I mean, they're basically um, infiltrating the party and affecting policy and, and you said that there are three subjects that for many years um, were yeah. prohibited at the dinner table, right? Religion, mm -hmm. politics, and, and a, you know, abortion. abortion. So, and here's the crazy thing. Now we need to talk with our kids. We need to talk with our family about that. Because if not, you'll have government overreach pushing wokest religion, mm -hmm. the woke religion, which is also causing the birth rate crisis that we're in as one entire race you know with without uh without exception of any country ethnicity race background we are one in all this and humanity is now at its lowest fertility rates in yep. different countries including america yep. so we just injected people with with something that uh, makes them infertile you know around the planet so or, or can make them infertile and then you and, have uh, the uh, sex change operations that permanently yeah. uh, castrate and sterilize boys yeah. and girls and right. throws it's out insanity. exactly it's an insanity there are so many measures of insanity that are being embraced by the wokest ideology that is being pushed on our kids and our youth and that's why we're in the problems that we're seeing and you know, we need to rise up as one. We need to make sure everyone is registered to vote. If they're going to try to make any uh, alterations or, or if they're going to try to tamper with any elections, it'll be harder for them if we come out in greater numbers. So please, uh, to those who are watching, make sure, start texting everyone in your contact list. Have you registered to vote yet? Especially if you know that they are like-minded because you will be surprised. How many people are very vocal about politics and they're not even registered to vote? And the excuses right. that they give once you uh, catch them in that conversation that they confess that they're actually not registered to vote. Some of them have just the most lamest excuses. Some yeah, it's because they don't want jury duty. Others because they just they rather be vocal, but not with their vote. And that's not how things are done. We need to protect our freedoms. And even President Reagan said that our freedoms, our liberties are only one election away from extinction. That has never that's become right. truer than now. And that's, that's why absolutely great. this Reagan's year got a is lot of crucial. Great, great quotes. And he warned us way ahead of time. So did Eisenhower warned us about the military industrial state and some of the stuff we're seeing as well. Um, so I also have restoregovernment.org um, as another another page and another group that you're involved in, but the main one is faith and freedom coalition, right? So it's FF coalition.com. Yeah.com. And so, if, if anyone wants to, uh, you know, use the 21 seconds campaign resources for their church, they can mm -hmm. just reach out to me through the contact page, um, at okay. FFcoalition.com. reach out through the contact us. And those get directly forwarded to me, and I usually call the same day as 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 late as I can because um, I really want to make sure everyone is helping 
uh, towards the the outcome that we want to see. We want to restore America. We want to rebuild America. That can only happen if we're all engaged, if we're all registered to vote and we're going out to vote. And that's my prayer. And I hope everyone from the Patriot Review, um, that we can see you guys come out and make a difference this November. Well, I would love that. Thank you so much for being with, with me. And you're always welcome back. My viewers probably get sick of hearing me say this, but everybody that's on the show becomes my friend. They don't have a choice. So any anytime I can do something for you, don't be afraid to ask ask me to help. I'd love to do that. Uh, so, Nelson, thanks again, and God bless you and your efforts. And um, let's go on and let's restore this country back to to a country of faith and freedom, huh? Let's do that. Amen. That sounds good. Yep. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. Hey, Patriots, it's Jeff Wagner. Let's face it, it's getting harder and harder to make ends meet. It's only going to get worse. This inflation is going to continue. As a matter of fact, our dollar is in jeopardy of even existing with the crazies that want to go to the digital currency to control us all. You can go to com slash the Patriot Review, get all kinds of free, great information, and invest in gold and silver for your future. Our world is full of electromagnetic fields that, even though we can't see them, are affecting our bodies, our sleep, and even our ability to think clearly. The advent of 5G is only making this worse. There is an answer. Visit Fix the World by clicking the link in the Patriot Review show description below to view natural products that can actually protect you from EMF and 5G and even improve your sleep. Skeptical? Get the free Dangers of EMF Radiation ebook free by clicking on its direct link also in the show description. Here's a nutritional hack anyone can master. Replace a meal a day with our kingdom feel. Or if you're a moth from the gym, add a shake to your daily meal plan. Our unique meal shakes are balanced, low glycemic, rich in fiber, 20 grams of clean protein, essential vitamins and minerals, healthy fat, and organic fruits and vegetables. Kingdom Fuel is vegan with a complete amino acid profile. Bottom line, it's a simple start to a transformed life. No gimmicks, just results. Start today. Hey Patriots, you can save up to 66% at MyPillow.com when you use the code TPR. That stands for The Patriot Review. That's TPR or call 800-519-9927. That's 800-519-9927. I use these products myself. I can tell you they are the best quality bar none. So go ahead, use the code TPR and get up to 66% off right now. Coming to you from the land of common sense and American pride. Not a unicorn or rainbow in sight. Welcome back to the Patriot Review with Jeff Wagner. Hello, Patriots. I'm glad that you were with me today. It's greatly appreciated. If you want to get your hands on some Kingdom Fuel, you can go to Sherwood.tv slash tpr or sherwood.tv 
and use the code TPR and get uh, get a discount on Kingdom Fuel and other products. Also, if you are tired of funding the mega left corporations involved in today's fascism, go to shop for freedom.online shop the number four freedom.online gets your hands on american-made products from from people that uh, support the america first agenda and lose the shackles of the big corporate leftists and their ilk again shop the number four freedom.online that is all the time I have for today. I have uh, Gunny Bud Cornwell on tomorrow. He's coming back on, and uh, it's always a pleasure to have him. We talk about the current issues and what we're seeing and uh, what the future might look like from a military man's perspective, which is always good. The veterans are a group that, uh, that I support and you support and get the short end of the stick a lot of times, and we're seeing that especially with the illegals today. So uh, Gunny will be with me again tomorrow. So please tune in for that. Thanks again for being here today. God bless you all. Have you ever wondered what it's like to be a January 6th political prisoner rotting away in horrible conditions? January 6th patriots are subject to cruel and unusual punishment every day and kept imprisoned for nearly three years without trial. These American heroes have to survive inhumane conditions where they lack basic food nutrients, clothing, and hygiene. Joe Biden's corrupt Department of Justice and FBI Gestapo has been making sure the families of these brave patriots are suffering as well. The breadwinner has been ripped out of the home, and these young families are being extorted thousands of dollars a year to keep up with commissary costs for their J6 prisoner. Many families have been completely devastated, missed mortgage payments, and kicked out of their homes and even the family car repossessed. The ongoing battle these families face to stay afloat and support their loved ones in prison is in desperate need of our help. You can now sponsor a January 6th family to help support them in their greatest time of need. SponsorJ6.com is a new organization started by January 6th political prisoner for 965 days, Jake Lang ensuring 100% of funds made go to Patriot's commissary accounts. By becoming a sponsor of a J6 family, you can ensure one of the nearly 200 currently incarcerated J6 prisoners is properly clothed and fed. Sign up today to give the vital help these families need and make a real impact in the lives of our POWs. Head to SponsorJ6.com 